let's do this. Here's another episode of Nothing Original as Usual. Do not take my word for gospel. So today I want to talk about one of my all-time favorite films, Revolutionary Road. And I want to talk about the art of lying to yourself. And the reason that Revolutionary Road is one of my all-time favorite films is that the themes of the film are quite timeless and still relevant today, even though the film takes place in the 50s. It is actually based upon a book by Richard Yates. Um, so yeah, it was adapted, I think, in 2009, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet after they um, played together in Titanic 20 years ago. You know what? I probably got the dates wrong, but <laughs> yay, I'm prepared for this session for sure. Anyway, so... Um, like I said, the film takes place in the 50s and is about a married couple named Frank and April Wheeler. And they both view themselves as unconventional and as different than, quote unquote, all the other people they are surrounded by. And the truth is that when Frank and April meet in the beginning of the film, they both had aspirations outside of their life that they then actually end up living. So yeah, the art of lying to yourself, right? Um, so the themes I want to explore are conformity versus madness, status versus freedom, and marriage versus selfhood. And I'm going to start with conformity versus madness. So there is a scene in the film in which Frank talks to a secretary at his workplace. And he explains to her that his father worked as a salesman at Knox for over 20 years. And that as a child, Frank used to accompany his father to work. And that he used to think to himself, I will never end up like this. The irony of his life is he exactly ended up like this. And the film proceeds to explore the themes of conformity versus madness by showcasing that while Frank always plays with the thought of leaving Knox, he actually never takes the leap to do so. And the reason being is that he's so comfortable in his bubble. He's comfortable in his own mediocrity. And there is a quote by Richard Yates from the book. Revolutionary Road, which states, it's a disease. Nobody thinks or feels or cares anymore. Nobody gets excited or believes in anything except their own comfortable little goddamn mediocrity. And what was especially interesting to me throughout watching the film is how Frank constantly complains about his reality and he actively convinces himself that he indeed wants to leave Knox, that he wants to lead a different life. Because um, Frank actually doesn't want to believe that he's mediocre. Mediocre? <laughs> mediocre. <laughs> mediocre. <clears throat> well pronouncing difficult words in English is still not my strong suit. Here we go. Um, so yeah, Frank doesn't want to believe that he is ordinary. Um, and crossing from mediocrity to extraordinary would require for him to leave conformity and descend into madness. So why madness? And here we go. It is madness in the eyes of society. 
So neighbors and work colleagues of the wheelers judge their plans harshly so when frank walks up to them and explains to them that he actually wants to leave his job and they have different plans and they want to move to paris and yada yada they give their input without being asked and the input that they give um deters frank from actually wanting to follow through with all of these plans because he wants to be part of the group he doesn't want to be viewed as um a non-conformist and there is a character in the film called john who is a non-conformist or <laughs> this this is actually what it is all about he's viewed as a non-conformist by society the question is is he actually one or is he not he is viewed as a non-conformist by society he's viewed as insane and he's ostracized from all social circles. And this is a warning sign for Frank, um, showcasing the consequences of going against the grain. You're either part of the group, you're either part of the common consensus, or you're not. And another quote of the book is, if you don't try it anything, you can't fail. It takes backbone to lead the life you want. This quote leads up to the themes of status versus freedom. So Frank conforms because he cares more about how he is viewed by others. He exchanges his freedom to gain status. He is more interested in keeping up with the Joneses. April, on the other side, she doesn't care what people think about her. She values her intellectual freedom and she is not willing to give up her own convictions and she's more focused on dreaming up new ideas and possibilities. She's not willing to conform to group values and beliefs. And the thing is that Frank views non-conformity as destroying his public image, as something that will strip him from approval and Frank can only view himself as special when he stands in relation to others. So he needs to be confirmed in his actions by other people. April, on the other side, she does view nonconformity as the only thing that can separate her from feeling special. April can only view herself as special when she can separate herself from what everyone else is doing. And this is how they're actually like polar opposites um, in the film and they begin to clash in that regard. So for April, um, this quote here rings more true, which is, if you wanted to do something absolutely honest, something true, it always turned out to be a thing that had to be done alone. And that leads up to the third um, theme of marriage versus selfhood. So April's and Frank's differing values, they clash more and more throughout the film. Um, so they actually plan to move to Paris together. However, throughout the film, Frank always comes up with multiple excuses on why to delay the trip and he ends up abandoning it altogether. So Frank keeps up making excuses because he actually doesn't want to follow through. He, he is more focused on gaining the approval of other people and he would lose that approval if he makes the decision to move to Paris 
kiss like I like I said the neighbors and uh, work colleagues or all of the people that they are surrounded by in their social circles actually give their input on those decisions and they're very, they are very skeptical they are not approving of Frank's ideas or plans and also of April's ideas and plans and Frank um, takes this way more to heart than April does she's more independent and she actually resists outside control she's focused on maintaining her identity and Frank on the other side is a typical salesman he is selling an image of himself to others and he's also trying to control how April perceives him and that is the actual crux of the film. So if we go back to the statement of Frank um, not wanting to believe that he's um, just ordinary and that is the reason that he um, continuously complains about his reality and actively convinces himself that he indeed wants to leave his workplace, Knox. The reason that he's doing that is because he is selling an image of himself to April that doesn't exist. He knows or he understands what April wants and what April needs. And he goes along with her plans and ideas to maintain an image around her um, in order to gain her approval. <laughs> he always seeks approval from other people. He on one side seeks approval inside the home from April by confirming her, by reassuring her, by displaying himself as someone who does not want to believe he's ordinary, as someone who is actually willing to be a non-conformist. But on the other side, he's selling the image of someone who is very much a conformist to his neighbors, to his work colleagues, of someone who actually fits quite neatly and nicely into the group. So, yeah, that is, that is Frank, essentially, in a nutshell. And the thing is, both, both April and Frank are so occupied with their marriage that they lose themselves within it. So the irony is that April values her independence, while Frank has a lack of independence in, in terms of him being so occupied with seeking approval but both end up finding themselves in a codependent marriage because Frank he sells April an image of who he isn't let's go to Paris of course you know I'm fine with you working over there while I focus on the children let's do this I'll support your ideas and dreams and April on the other side buys the image for too long because she idealizes 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 idolizes yeah she puts frank on a pedestal essentially she wants to believe that he's someone he isn't because it fits into her narrative um and she just is focused on her narrative on her idea of what the world should look like at least to her and she wants she wants that Frank fits into that narrative of hers. She doesn't want to see the signs of him actually not being the person that she wants to see. 
so yeah, one can say at the end, oh my days, so many themes um, that I just walked through and so many layers. Um, it's actually a very interesting film because of that. There's so many things that one can take out of the film, but one can say that Frank actually displays the the toxicity of complaining about um, your life without having the willingness to change the course of action. Like, come on, let's let's not fool ourselves, right? Why are we sometimes stuck in a position where we complain about the reality of our situation, but we don't take any action whatsoever to change that? Um, that's not actually um, helpful, especially if we have the resources to change our situation and just keep up coming with excuses as to why we can't act upon um, our desires. And that is when we actually have to sit back and ask ourselves, what is our desire? Why are we not acting? Um, why are we continuing to complain um, about our life if we still don't want to act upon it um yeah and for frank the reason is that he just values status more than freedom and his drive for status and being included in the group leads him to conform to group values and beliefs and he can't separate himself from those group values and beliefs um, yeah, the reason does, that he doesn't stop complaining and rational, rationalizing his lack of action is so that he can continue lying to himself and also to April. <laughs> so it's essentially telling yourself, I'm special. I'm not like the others, even though you are exactly like everybody else. In the case of Frank, he is telling himself the narrative of him being special, of him not being ordinary but he is exactly like everybody else and april displays the longing for expressing herself in a way that is authentic to her she values freedom more than status she is driven to feel special to feel different than everybody else but that leads to her being completely oblivious <laughs> to um frank's antics she doesn't want to she doesn't want to see she wants to put him on a pedestal because that fits into her narrative so she removes herself from the reality and is so occupied with her vision of what she wants to accomplish in her life. So one can say that valuing how other people view you or, you know, quote unquote, being status driven results in a manufactured identity. And ultimately, it doesn't actually matter if you want to live a manufactured life or an authentic life. Um, what the film displays most to me actually is don't lie to yourself about, about <laughs> What the film displays most to me is don't lie to yourself about what you need and want in order to feel special and see people for how they are when they show you instead of idealizing them um, to make them part of your narrative without their consent. So on one side, just be honest with yourself about what you want. If you want to live a manufactured life, that's perfectly fine. If you want to live an authentic life, also perfectly fine. Some people need the approval of others to feel special and some people need to feel that they actually, you know, can remove themselves from others in order to feel special. And 
on the other side also always being aware that how other people present themselves to you is you know what they are and who they are and we cannot um move them around like pieces on a chessboard to actually fit our own narrative and our own chosen pathway in life and what actually then leads to the climax of the film is Frank's consistent denial of himself being a conformist and April's inability to see Frank for who he for who he is so yeah what I find found to be quite um, relevant or what I also found to be like resonating with me especially was the whole aspect of complaining about the reality of your life without having the willingness to change the course of action and I feel like we actually live in a society that is so eager so ready to complain and so unwilling <laughs> to then go and act and change something and there is absolutely no sense in that and of course you always need to have the resources to then you know change whatever you're unhappy with but most of the time we actually do have these resources at least in western societies or in a majority of western societies and that is something that quite stuck with me as in whinging and complaining and you know digging yourself a hole being stuck in your own misery <laughs> is just oftentimes a product of our own making so yeah that's that um I kind of like feel very confused now that I walked through all of those themes like I said so many layers so many things to say I actually don't know if any of that made any sense now. So yeah, that's that for now. Takeaway, just, you know, perfect the art of lying to yourself or don't do it. 